Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. What you doing, man? Well, we're hanging out here at the X29 uh, New Zealand conference. That's right. Uh, what is it? What are we doing? Reformation 500 conference. Yeah, there we go. This episode is brought to you by the Kiwi. Yep. Yeah. That's how they say it. So, um... How do you like in New Zealand? How do you like it? I'm loving it, man. It's good. Lots of good food. So, oh, wait, what would he have? What, would, what was that thing we had? We had kebab. Kebab. But yeah. it was like a mixed kebab of lamb, chicken, and awesomeness. And spicy goodness. And spicy yeah. goodness. And so I felt like as I, as I bit into it, that the glory of God was revealed. And uh, I kept going back for more and more. And so Joe and I, we had a late night snack again. Yep, that's right. And then this morning, we had pre-breakfast there. Right. We had to buy three or four of them last night to bring them back to Bring our, them back yeah. and then eat mm-hmm. them. And so, yeah, they're pretty good. The coffee's been great. Been loving that. And the people are, are phenomenal. We got to hang out with some guys last night. Uh, ho- hoping we're going to get to hang out with some more people tonight. So, yeah, it's been great. I've been loving it. Yeah, so, um, and no earthquakes. Yeah, like last That's year. what everyone's been doing. As soon as we said we're coming, they started trolling me like, oh, there's earthquakes. I'm like... Well, they know that your people are, you know, accustomed. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 Your people are accustomed stop. to the earthquakes. So when you say your people. Uh, we all know what I'm saying. No, I don't I, think we all know what all we're right. saying. Well, we, we, we watch the I don't news appreciate and, like, that microaggression of you. And you're, you know, you guys, are, they're just letting you this know. This is what I deal mm-hmm. with on a day-to-day basis. All right, well, we're here. We're sitting down yep. with Pastor Michael Beck. Mm, um, my best friend, Michael, Michael, and I have gone back for how many about, years, Michael? About, about three minutes uh, now. Three minutes uh, now. Sorry, three minutes of total conversation time <laughs> is all that you've had. 10 now, to 15 years. Michael is the uh, the planting pastor of GraceNet Church, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he is actually not originally from New Zealand at all. He's from South Africa. So, uh, Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell our listeners a little bit about you. Yep. And uh, that'll probably explain why Jimmy and I have such a man crush on you. So go ahead uh, and yeah. uh, let us Here know a little bit about you, your background, your church, your family. Go. Yeah, get up on that mic. I just want to make sure you remember. So I feel like I'm going to break the chemistry. I feel like I'm going to get in the middle of Too late. you two. Yeah. Yeah. You've yeah. Already, it's no, already, we're yeah. already fighting over you. Yeah, so just just, by, you've just already by, ruined our, our relationship. Yeah. And when does the cool music part happen? You know, when that's post-edit. That's post-edit. That's post You understand. It's audio talk. You know, the, all of this is killing the vibe, man. Just, just answer. Do what we tell you've you. You've already do what doing what you said you were Just talk about the stuff we're telling you to talk about. That's how it works. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, from South Africa originally. And, wow, it's it's been a decent journey. I wasn't a Christian. It was, I came to Christ when I was about 23 or 24 and uh yeah from a there from was a, a life... sprinkling of, of drugs and stuff in there there's a dusting yeah. of it like, wait, sprinkling and dusting a little it was a little bit you of, dabbled in he, the art of, dabbling of getting high in yeah. the art or you were a, a connoisseur more probably yeah yeah your background I, uh, you were messed up yeah it was messed I, up I was messed uh, up than most people i think right yeah. like yeah totally so it, it was a scary scary that was going down big time and and uh it, you know when when i was converted when when i came to jesus it was mm. like he saved me mm-hmm. you know Literally, it was it was yeah. scary at, at that point um i was freaking out i remember thinking oh my goodness i'm gonna die a drug addict this is crazy you know it's just so stupid but i'm gonna die a drug addict oh no and uh and i remember thinking oh like what's out there? You know, is it the yin or the yang? Or, and I just remember thinking, I you know, I've done so much bad stuff already, and I'm going to the bad place. Mm. Wh- whatever's out there, I'm going to the bad place. And that that began the whole process. And then my brother actually uh, threw a Bible in my face, and and he became a Christian. And uh, that oh man, it irritated me so much. And I ended up just sort of following around and 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 thinking through the process with him. And uh, yeah, I mean, just reading the Bible 
for the first time ultimately won me over. And, so you uh, didn't have like this experience where there's the preacher and he calls you to come mm, forward and go down the aisle and all of that. Yeah, I mean, what I had a video guy. Um, what happened? TV. I was rolling a joint, all right, okay. and and it was about three o'clock in the morning. Just finished my shift at the night cl- nightclub. What did you do in the nightclub? Um, yeah, I was managing the nightclub. That's where I met my wife, by the way. She was the bartender of the nightclub I used to marry. Hello. And uh, yeah, she was beautiful. She was walking around there with dreadlocks. Oh, she is beautiful, not yeah. was. Well, well, is. She's, uh, she's is. like exceptionally he said is. hot. She was beautiful. Now she's like freaking awesome. Oh, they are, they are. <laughs> yeah. um, he redeemed himself. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. So, so three, three everyone, everyone thought I was going crazy just reading the Bible. Candace was interested. So before you were converted, yeah. like you're, you're getting ramped up and amped up about the Bible. Like these questions are yeah. plaguing mm. you. Yeah, I read it because I didn't want my brother to be, become a Christian. Mm. I was desperate. I wanted, I, so, you know, let's, so, let's go ahead and read this book before he reads this book so that I have answers for him when he comes and tries to make me a Christian. And so I read it like with a decent yeah. pace. Um, but uh, I read it and I remember getting Ecclesiastes and, uh, and I was just like, what? That's, this guy makes Nietzsche look. Dull, you know, mm-hmm. it's just awesome. Mm. What <laughs> pure existential nihilism! I was into that, and um, and I remember thinking, like, it is all vanity. Totally, this guy's being totally honest, one hundred percent. If there's no God, and you know, later realized that's the whole point to, to to point you to the reality that you know, if you're going to be honest with yourself, you do need to just be hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is only one way to find hope. And, mm. and I think as soon as that started to dawn on me. Um, that was, that was really, uh, you know, I, I fought it for a little while and then, and then the, the, the questions like, but I don't want to be another arrogant jerk that thinks he knows the truth and everyone else is going to hell. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I hated those guys. And, um, and so it began a real apologetic sort of wrestle. I think I was already converted, didn't want to admit it and, um, and just start wrestling with it. And eventually when I came to Christ, it was full on. I was mm. like, all right, sweet, I'm in, let's do this. Started studying immediately, seminary, and uh, just semi, Candace and I thought we were going to the Congo or something mm. to die as martyrs. That, that, that was our... So instead you went to New Zealand? Yeah. And so how, how did you make this, yeah. How did you make this trip then to New Zealand? From the Congo to from the, the safest Congo. city in the world. Well, <laughs> real sacrifice, I, I, yeah. I was, uh, Way to love yeah. Jesus. I was uh, directed by the apostles and prophets of the day, my friend. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, we were so part Mark of Driscoll a... asked you to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went there. Uh, yeah, no, we came from a charismatic. I mean, we we uh, I went to a charismatic church. My brother went to a reformed church, mm-hmm. but I didn't have any suits and stuff. And uh, I, I honestly, I, I had a pair of jeans and a, and a t-shirt, and they were both pretty dank. And it was just right. like, all right, well, you know, where where can I go? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I saw there was always this one church um, that people, you know, wore pretty casual stuff going to. And you know, I went there and just didn't know what a charismatic church was or whatever. It was kind of freaky. I got to be honest. I mean, the oh, dude, getting in there and just the, the Christian music and the synth and oh, mm. dude, it was horrible. But. But I eventually, I just like, well, if this is what it means to follow Jesus, let's do this. You know, let's bring out the synth, 80s, let's go. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we just, we just plugged in and just went for it. And, and then I was like, all right, you know, hey, we want to, Candace and I just want to, we want to, whatever, send yeah. us wherever. We want to just live and die for Jesus. And they were like, um, all right, well, Africa is our big sending, the, the, the church that I was part of, um, sent out a lot of church plants and they did that well and we want to hold on to that even to this day but um yeah we thought then we were going to africa and then they they they, this random sort of thing came up where hey we haven't actually planted in new zealand 
or Australasia, um, why don't we try that? So mm. I was part of a team that came over here and, and I was like, new, new what now? I, mm. I didn't know, you know, I'm not a rugby guy and mm -hmm. Lord of the Rings wasn't out yet. So uh, we just like, oh, cool, we're going to Australia. <laughs> yeah, a little, oh. little island off the oh, coast of little, Australia. Little, little brother syndrome. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we worked there. Now we love it. Now it's home. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So your story is is fascinating. I, I think we want, we want to have you on uh, yeah. the podcast to tell the whole story because it's it's really a, a, a great demonstration of God's sovereign mercy Amen. and power. Amen. I love yeah. I love your story. But you know you're a guy who um, you know you you lived in the world of yeah. of excess as a non-believer, right? Yeah. You were truly worldly yeah. in the most comprehensive sense. Yeah. Um, and yet today. You, know, you get called worldly. Yeah, uh, we get called worldly uh, all the time. time. Well, yeah, every no, once in a all while. the time. It's not yeah. that, no, that often. okay. It's listen, like, we was... just had an article that pretty much accused us what? of. What are you talking about? That one lady. That one lady accused us of uh, being what reprobate? No, what was she saying? We were what? Uh, well, we were in the apostasy section of that some we're in Christian the news website. Section so, of this website, um, Christian website. Yeah, Christian news. Christian news. Yes, because of cigars, bourbon, tattoos, and horror movies. And horror. Well, that's you. I don't. Okay. I don't, yeah, yeah, that is you. Yeah, that's what? you. I, I can't. You so know, I point, agree. I agree with you there. Nobody you cares. Need help. Nobody cares. So worldliness. <laughs> we're talking about worldliness. Um, what? What? What are they talking about when they? When they? Obviously, horror movies. Apparently. Obviously. When they, when you get accused of worldliness, or when this concept comes up, what are some of the typical yeah. things that that we hear uh, coming out from you know, internet, churches, prophets, whatever? Yeah, uh, it's it's all superficial, I suppose, at, at some level. And you know, to be as gracious as as possible and charitable as possible, there is obviously a concern of some sort that they associate. I mean, I think they're thinking tattoos. They're thinking perhaps. You know, everything from the kind of clothing that you wear mm -hmm. to, uh, yeah, beards even. I, I don't know why that would be a thing. But, you know, just uh, maybe maybe cigars, maybe alcohol. Um, just All the good stuff. Yeah. 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 All know. the good gifts of the yeah. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> hey. You're saying these are superficial um, issues that people are addressing. They have, they have a, they might have a heart. I think the that intentions sincere, are good. The sincere intentions. But they're not getting to the deeper issues. They're getting at these superficial issues. Yeah. yeah. But doesn't the Bible talk about worldliness? Yeah. It does. And I think that's what they're doing. They're going, oh, wait a minute, that's worldly. The Bible does talk about worldliness. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a kind of false connection that takes place in their minds at that point. And, you know, if the Bible is so zealously against worldliness, I must therefore be so zealous against these right. things. Yeah. And, uh, at, you know, for me, it's always been a process of, of if you're going to be able to reason with, with uh, whoever's bringing this, um, it's, it's showing them, you know, as soon as you say, show me where it is in the Bible that connects this thing to this thing. Right. As soon as I see that, you win. Of course. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and you've got me. And, you know, I repent immediately. But if it's not there, then actually what we're doing is we're adding to Scripture right. and yeah. creating our own version of worldliness, which is a, a really quite a serious thing to do because we're, we're representing God's holiness in yeah. a way that he has not chosen to do. And, it's something uh, that yeah. we've, we've talked about in the past, that we're not willing to call anything sin yeah. that the Scripture doesn't call sin. Um, but but let's, let's reflect on a couple of these passages in Scripture that deal with worldliness, because I think you're right. I think most people, not all, because some people are just jerks, but most people that are concerned with worldliness are concerned because they, they love the Lord and they take the Word seriously. Mm -hmm. yeah. right? So, yeah. for example, James 4.4, you adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy 
of God. Yeah. So worldliness in this sense really does mean you're at odds yeah. with the yeah. Lord. Whatever yeah. worldliness is, we have to define it. Totally. But before we can get to there, like we, we see the stakes are pretty high for them. Mm. Or even Romans 12 too, right? Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So even there, we're trying to see, okay, we're supposed to, we're supposed to be something else. We're supposed to be set apart. We're supposed to be holy um, and, and something other than what we see in the world. And so, I mean, when we talk about worldliness, I mean, the Bible is cautioning against worldliness. Yeah. And like, yeah. there's this pressure, right? Like the, and, and they're right about this. There yeah. is this pressure that the world exerts upon the Christian yeah. that seeks to uh, deform us, right, yeah. From, yeah. from what God has designed us to be and what he's in the process of reforming us to be. It wants to deform us mm. and take us backwards into our old habits that we committed in ignorance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it's a good, it's a good motive uh, that they have. Uh, Titus Chapter 2, 11 through 14, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness, Mm. and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. So again, with the, oftentimes with the people that are saying, hey, you guys are worldly, just look yeah. at you. First of all, just look at you. We yeah. can smell you and tell you that you're worldly. Because you so, Somebody said my beard smelled today. And I, what are you talking about? They're like, well, it smells like cigars. No, he said it smells bad. No, he didn't say that. No, he said it smelled. He said it no, smelled. he said, man, you're bad. No, he said, no, he like, said he your said beard shower. smells, man. And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, uh, it smells like cigars. And I'm like, that's a win. But These mics smell yeah. like cigars. They do. Mine it feels so cigars. good. Oh. Mine oh, yeah, Michael's doesn't. Mine no. smells like metal. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, they, they, they know, like, listen, when God saves us in Christ, it's not just that we can be forgiven. He, yeah. he wants to create a people yeah. who are passionate about yeah. good works and godliness. Totally. Okay, so if, if all of these passages are speaking to this issue, we'll just lay it on you. Give us a definition for worldliness yeah what it, and by the way welcome to the podcast this is the, how much prep we give ourselves yeah, yeah. so um, <laughs> yeah. all right what it give us a working definition and we, we can we can tweak it if we need totally. to yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll just throw something out there uh, well you know the way i've always understood it it's a it's just to emphasize again it's it's a huge question it is an important one you yeah. do have to come to 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 grips with it um i think that worldliness is an anti-god system you know it is that which uh, satan is is moving us toward in our own flesh, uh, that which we in our own fallen selves uh, lust for, that that stands against God and all that He represents, that hates God and that loves self, and um, and then you know that's always with that big macro picture uh, in play. You go to the details, and you know worldliness can can manifest in in ways that we don't expect it to, and mm-hmm. and and only very uh, it doesn't nearly as often as we think it might. Uh, connect to things that are taboo or or, um, or taboo. You know, yeah, yeah, taboo. It's taboo. not taboo. It's taboo. taboo Whatever. Sorry. Go ahead. Taboo. No, I think that's really yeah. good because, like, you're talking about the macro view, mm-hmm. which yeah. is which yeah. is a beautiful definition. That is mostly how it's presented in scripture. Yeah. He doesn't give you lots of little spit. Well, it's yeah. worldly to do X, Y, and yeah. Z. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you this terrifying picture of worldliness. This is a dangerous system, yeah. like you said. I yeah. love that it's anti-God system yeah. or principle. That's really helpful because that is how it how it's presented. Not in. Like, not in the ways that it's typically presented. What give us an example of an unsuspected manifestation of worldliness that people might be blind to, who yeah. might look at you and go, "All these tattoos, that's worldly." Yeah, good. Uh, well, you know, and just onto that. I mean, one of the things we're wanting to move against as well is that worldliness 
uh, is is matter itself. And mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it was a C.S. Lewis. God made matter. He likes it. He invented it. It's all good. Uh, and, and you know, I don't think he said it's all good. Yeah, no, no, that's that, probably not Lewis. That was, that was just a that was your. He says it's on fleek. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, all right, um, and <laughs> keep up. Come on, keep up. Come on, come on now, Michael. <sighs> this is so much pressure all around. Uh, so, so why yeah. the bourbon and cigars help? Yeah, totally. I could see how that would really help right now. So, how does it manifest yeah. itself in an unsuspecting way? Worldliness manifesting itself in an unsuspecting way yeah. that people might be blind to. Totally. So, I think I think one of the most unsuspecting ways is if if we're thinking about an anti-God system, the guys who who come across adding to God's word, mm -hmm. the guys who uh, let, let, let's take something like a quiet time or a, a, a holy thing of some sort, a, a holy cow, let's call mm -hmm. it, uh, something you know, that they've then added to the Christian life, uh, have uh, insisted upon um, a, as, a, as a way to, to kind of live before God uh, as something essential to being okay. you know, uh, pleasing to him. I mean, what we've essentially done there is Capitulated to worldliness, right? I mean that that is embrace something anti-God. Why would they yeah. do that? Why would they? Because you know, like, hey, uh, if God tells us to do this, yeah. let's just take a step back, create a law that's even farther back. Mm -hmm. Like, what's yeah. their what's their motivation in in coming up with these laws? Because I don't think they're trying to jack up Christianity. Yeah. yeah, though they can do that. We can all do that. What's their motivation in this? Well, I mean, again, you want to be as charitable as possible, I suppose, and that, uh, you, you know, you can, you can yeah. be charitable. Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, it's probably <laughs> a good starting point. You know, just, just, I think when, when you're coming, if there is kind of, I think of Paul, for example, uh, there was an obvious zeal to keep the law, maybe Luther, thinking about Reformation. I mean, there is something going on. Uh, he's not, he doesn't want, he doesn't just dismiss the reality of mm -hmm. God. He, he wants to, um, he wants to do whatever he thinks is necessary. Mm -hmm. And for him, the whole thing there is, well, uh, keep these commandments. And uh, there is, I mean, this life and death rests on this thing. So let me fence this out a little bit. Let me put a hedge uh, around what God has commanded just so that if I, if I make a mistake here and there, I've actually only broken my own right. commandments rather than God's. And I'm kind of doing myself a favor by doing that. And uh, I think a lot of it does come from that in that, you know, th but at the bottom of it is something anti-God. It's something, something that's embracing, uh, works, not grace. Right. Something, it's missing yeah, the gospel. Right there, yeah. yeah. The Colossians two, I think addresses this issue, at least in part, uh, in verse 20, when it says, if with Christ you died to the elemental spirits of the world, then why? As if you were still alive in the world. So here's worldliness. Yeah. This is what you're talking about. Yeah. Why do you submit to regulations? Do yeah. not handle, do not taste, do not touch. Referring right. to things that all perish as they are used according to human precepts and teaching. Mm. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and yeah. severity to the body, yeah. but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. How clearly does this address the issue that you're talking totally. about? Totally. Well, I mean, and that's where no one ever goes either. They go, worldliness, tattoos, smoke, whatever. They're not talking about don't touch, don't taste. I mean, that's, that's where Paul goes, mm -hmm. interestingly enough. Now, I realize that's a context and, you know, there's something going on there and more to say. But, yeah, I mean, it's it just uh, Paul is saying, I think, exactly what we've been saying. You know, there is um, Christ has come. This is, this is who God is. This is how he wants us to be made right with him. Mm -hmm. Just reflecting on all you yeah. just said in your session. And, and uh, if, you, if you bring something else, despite what God has said on this point, I mean, that is not for God. That is against God. That's worldly. That's anti-God. Yeah. And uh, more we can say, I suppose.
So when we're talking about worldliness, um, oftentimes, at least, you know, some of us, uh, certainly Jimmy and I, we mm. probably are on the wrong side of the discussion of worldliness in terms of popular level conversations yeah. than we would like to be. Um, and that can turn us into guys that, uh, that don't even care about worldliness from a biblical perspective. Uh, we can become so like, yeah. whatever, these are just, you know, yeah. pharisaical legalists yeah. that are yeah. accusing of worldliness. And then we don't pay any attention to worldliness right. because they're crying wolf too many times. Yeah. What should we hear as an exhortation about worldliness for people that aren't confused about um, God's good gifts, yeah. um, but do want to take the call to be in the world, but not of the world seriously, mm. Give us an exhortation. Um, what is the, the hard word that we need to hear? What's the challenge that we need to hear about worldliness? Yeah, totally. I think, great, great question. Can I take a run into that one? Do it, yeah. Um, because I think the whole thing is connected to this issue of seeing how the biblical story unfolds. Um, you have, uh, in the beginning, of course, this whole lead-up to Israel where uh, God... It, puts into place these very stringent mm -hmm. and I've just recently gone through Leviticus and Numbers again and it's just wow it is so crazy strict mm -hmm. you know at every single time you, you know it but when you read through it again you just remember wow this is just totally unique and the whole idea there was to create a people that looked different you know and, and they would they were not to be worldly very literally mm -hmm. in, in a way that reflected in, in the actions that were almost in and of themselves really irrelevant, but they needed to create a picture. Right. Uh, you know, don't Holiness in that way, right? Yeah. It's being set it, apart. It's, uh, being set apart. It was a, a, a kindergarten lesson, so mm -hmm. to speak, mm -hmm. as, as to what it means to be drawn from the world, to be a people apart from the world, but it was all to do with the exterior. Uh, not to say that there was no interior, and right. I'm not, you know, let's not go there, but, but the point there being, uh, you know, a lot of those things have fallen away. The scaffolding has fallen away. The, the, the realities have come. And, uh, and, and so when we approach the question now, because we're asking, how do we, you know, if Israel's asking, how do we be people set apart uh, and zealously pursue that which God desires from us? Well, they had very clear, specific external instructions there. Um, and we want to do the same thing, but we just realize that Jesus has come. Mm -hmm. And so all the pictures have now been fulfilled. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus is the reality. And as Paul was saying there, don't then fall back into, into the shadows. Um, and, and when we process our zeal for holiness, it needs to be something that, that, um, that, that is just seeing Christ completely at the center and fulfillment of it. Right. So it's internal. It's a hard thing. It's, uh, you are pursuing, uh, the, with, uh, driven by the grace of God, the fulfillment mm. of the, the covenant promises. You are, you are being driven forward to uh, obey God, uh, not for your justification, but so that you can glorify him, so that you can bring him glory, that you can uh, live in such a way that is pleasing, that bears testimony to him. And, and even as I say that, I think we come to the nub of the issue because then it becomes uh, the real exhortation from a negative side. The thing that we should hear, especially guys who are getting tattoos and maybe just playing on the line, so to speak, um, don't sin. You know, don't sin. If if you are, if something is shown there in the New Testament to be yeah. sin, then stop it and repent of it, right. and do not lead others that way at all. And yet, at the same time, you know, you have to fight for the freedom that Christ has brought, uh, and not allow people to squish you into some sort of uh, Pharisaical mold. And then on the other side, on a more positive light, you're, you're looking at what God has commanded mm -hmm. and you are trying to obey it with all of your heart, driven by the grace of God that is right. already yours in Christ. 
I think yeah. I think you're right in that. I think you're right, totally. And yeah. one of the things that I think about is, um, you know, the the exhortation uh, to avoid worldliness, the cautions. Um, those are always context specific, right? Because there are particular churches, people's cultures, yeah. there are people, specific individuals struggling with particular sins. So, um, if if Jimmy and I enjoy bourbon, then mm-hmm. the, the, yeah, you know, and it's wait, we haven't had bourbon since we've been in New Zealand. Yeah. All right. I was feeling the Thanks, Mojo, New Mojo was a little down there. So anyway, yeah. um, as we've been suffering, well, uh, <laughs> but the exhortation then would clearly be, do not get drunk. Yeah. Do not hit that line mm, because drunkenness is a sin. It is grievous. It demonstrates a, not only a lack of self-control, but it demonstrates a lack of the spirit. Like, so if you enjoy alcohol, whether it's beer or whatever, then, yeah. then a, 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 a normal common exhortation would be do not get drunk. Do not play yeah. with yeah. your freedom. Yeah, totally. And and have, oh, sorry, go for it. I was going to say, we have to be really careful. I like how you mentioned that. I mean, uh, the Second London Baptist Confession, the 1689, chapter 21, paragraph 3 says, They who upon pretense of Christian liberty do practice any sin or cherish any sinful lust, as they do, thereby pervert the main design of the grace of the gospel to their own destruction. So they're perverting the, you know, the main design. So they wholly destroy the end of Christian liberty. Yeah. Which is that being delivered out of the hands of all all our enemies, we might serve the Lord without fear, in holiness and righteousness before Him, all the days of our lives. Yeah, you set free to to pursue Christ. That's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even on the issue of drunkenness, you know, it's it's what is you know you got okay, I have a beer, but man, if you take more than two sips, you're I drunk. Know, you know, right? and and you know, legally you're drunk or whatever it is. I think it was, uh, I'm, I'm remembering something uh, Dr. Rennie had said, or Sinus, yeah. Mm. Was it the Heidelberg? Jim the Man, yeah. Question 109. Is that right? What's it? 119, something like that. I remember it was big when you told me. I think it was 119. Yeah. From our, Jimmy don't know. Yeah. I remember. Jimmy don't know. 119, uh, yeah. version 2, I think it was. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> and so the... Um, it was really helpful because, and I'm paraphrasing here, but, but basically they wrestled with this question. I mean, the Reformation was, was you know, coming to bear and, and, you know, they were going to pubs. and, yeah, and Fueled by beer. Yeah. <laughs> really. The Reformation I mean, was fueled uh, by beer. We're, you know, Jim's going to be talking about Katie's Lord Luther and, mm-hmm. you know, she made the man some beer and, you know, that's awesome. So, um, you know, they had to wrestle with this and uh, they, they honestly looked at it and asked pastorally, when are you drunk? And I think they were perhaps a little bit too wide in there. But, but he was basically like, listen, if you wake up in the morning and your head's not spinning and you don't throw up, you're not drunk. You didn't get drunk. That's it. <laughs> so I was like, it is kind of interesting to see that this is the Reformation. Yeah. This, is, this is our sinus of the Heidelberg. Yeah. I mean, this is, they wrestled with it. And, and in that culture, they had quite a big, you have not sinned unless that has happened, you know. And we sometimes think, wow, you know, is that even a... Yeah, I, I think there needs to be charity yeah. uh, when we're talking about you know that issue in particular, uh, because usually it's it's led by people that have never had beer, um, mm. and so they don't really have any context or yeah. concept yeah. of. Or oh, it's not real wine; it was grape juice. Grape juice, yeah. The, they're just the oinos. <laughs> Jimmy's favorite Greek word. It's the only Greek word he knows. The, the only um, one. <laughs> all right, so logos, legos. Oh, lo, you know logos too. Logos, yeah, logos. Yeah. Mm, okay. yeah. Hey, why don't you make some more uh, uh, Lord of the Rings references? They love that. Yeah, they yeah. loved that one earlier. Thanks, guys. Sorry, so I'm sorry. Let me apologize for Jimmy. We're making Lord of the Rings references. I told him not to. I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> no, you didn't. I said, don't do that. All right, yeah, I did. Like, I don't want to talk to Joe really, anymore. I'm uh, done with Joe. All right, Jimmy. If um, well, first of all, uh, Michael, uh, if people are, uh, are you online or your sermons online? How can people connect with what you guys are doing here in New Zealand? Yeah, GraceNet.co.nz. 
Well, and, uh, NZ. Okay. It's NZ. I understand it because I lived in Canada for 10 years. NZ. Yeah, Americans are dumb. They don't... NZ? You say NZ you really and they'll try Z? and spell E-N-Z-E-D. <laughs> That's what they'll do. <laughs> so it's, it's Gracenet. Dot C-O yeah. dot N-Z that's for it, the dumb Americans. You make it sound America. so good. Yeah, that's well, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's how we do it. And yeah. social media, what's your handle? Uh, oh, he's bro. terrible. Oh, yeah. you, oh never mind. Don't, so I don't want to go to yeah, your yeah, Forget it. Don't, don't no, give us anything. They can, uh, how can people uh, jump into this conversation on worldliness if they want to judge us? What do they do? What yeah, do you go? can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine Devotion. You can head on the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. Hit up the store. Sign up for the 2018 oh, yeah. Doctrine Devotion Conference mm-hmm. on the Spirit and the Church. April 20th and 21st. That's it. We're there. Doug Logan is going to be there. Wow. We're excited. That's it. What do I say next? Fresh Pod oh every gosh. Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content Fridays. Bro, do you even jet lag? Later. No, I don't jet lag. Thank you. Bye. It looks like it. You, you look you, like you, you look. Even, you, you look like, you, like the manifestation of a jet lag. You, look at that jet lag. That's not even. <laughs> nice. Okay. Bye. <laughs>